0: Well, hey, Cornerstone family, it's March the 16th. And today I have a devotional thought for you from John the fifteenth chapter. This is from the reading. If you are doing a gospel reading, uh, or you're reading along with your kids, John the fifteenth chapter. I want to read verses eighteen through twenty seven for you. These are all red letters in the version that I'm uh, reading from. That means they're all the words of Jesus. And so, uh, this is not John's commentary. These are words that Jesus spoke, and I want you to hear them today from John chapter fifteen, beginning in verse eighteen. If the world hates You remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you do you remember what i told you a slave is not greater than the master since they persecuted me naturally they will persecute you and if they had listened to me they would listen to you they will do all this to you because of me for you have for they have rejected the one who sent me they would not be guilty if i had not come and spoken to them but now they have no excuses for their sin anyone who hates me also hates my father if i hadn't done such miraculous signs among them that no one else could do They would not be guilty, but as it is, they have seen everything I did, yet they still hate me and my father. This fulfills what is written in their scripture. They hated me without cause. But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the father and will testify about me. And you must also testify about me because you have been with me from the beginning of my ministry you know, modern psychology has made all of us sort of armchair psychologists. We, we, post things on social media about phobias and neuroses and things like that. And um, one thing we talk about a lot is paranoia. And uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories that float around because of politics. And I see Facebook friends accusing other Facebook friends of being paranoid and so on and so forth. And you could read this passage of scripture from John chapter 15 and think that perhaps Jesus is being paranoid. Um, But it's not paranoia if somebody is actually out to get you. And we know the story. We know that there are people who are out to get Jesus. And so what he's saying about persecution and what he's saying about the world hating him and being after him, it's its all true. It's all proven to be true as Jesus goes to the cross, as they come after him. And so what does that mean for us today as followers of Jesus Christ? Uh, should we be paranoid? Should we think that we're being persecuted? Well, I I just want to address this because I think it's something that we talk about a fair amount in the church, and I think there's a great deal of understand and misunderstanding about it going around in the church today. Um, there certainly is persecution in the world today for Christians. There are roughly, depending on which uh, matrix you use, there are about 52 countries in the world where it's either illegal or dangerous to be a Christian. There are countries in the world where the penalty for owning a Bible is as severe as death. Uh, There are places in the world where if you become a believer, your family will ostracize you, your family will beat you. I have a a friend, someone I've personally met who became a believer about a year and a half ago that in the last two weeks, his own family abducted him and threatened to stone him because he had become a believer. So there's certainly persecution in our world today, and there's certainly in the United States and the Western world, there is resistance to the gospel, but I want to be careful that we don't confuse persecution with resistance. There is resistance and reticence, reluctance about receiving the gospel message, certainly in the Western world, in the Western church, in the American church. We see that all the time. I don't believe that that's persecution. There were a lot of people a year ago when the government requested, the the state and local government requested that churches move to virtual services, uh, there were a lot of people that suggested that was persecution. Um, And my stance on that was from the very beginning, it's not persecution if we're being treated the same way that everyone else is. It becomes persecution when they single out churches, as they have in some places. You've seen maybe some things going on in Canada and in California and some other places where churches appear to have been singled out and treated differently than restaurants or, or other uh, other retail operations. And so it certainly is a, a fascinating conversation. But what I don't want you to do is mistake resistance with persecution, because I do believe that there's a possibility that persecution will come. And if we think persecution is people not liking us, or if we think persecution is people resisting our message, then when real persecution comes, we'll be surprised. And Jesus tells us, That We're going to be persecuted, that people are going to hate us, that they're going to talk bad about us. And you think, man, this is the most depressing podcast ever. Well, it would be if Jesus stopped there. If he just said, hey, they're going to hate you because of me and because of my father, they're going to persecute you. This would be the most depressing message ever, but Jesus doesn't stop there. In verses 26 and 27 of of John chapter 15, he says he's going to send us an advocate, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. And so what I want to remind you of, whatever we're going through right now, whether it's resistance or ultimately persecution, we have this hope, and that is that the Holy Spirit is with us. My friend a couple of weeks ago who was abducted by his own parents, and they were going to stone him, He, he made it out alive, and I'll tell you that whole story sometime, but he told our... Our missionary friends, after he made it out alive, he said, None of my fellow believers were with me, but I knew that Jesus was with me in that moment. Well, how could he know that? Because Jesus sent the spirit of truth. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit so that we wouldn't be alone when these things that he predicts come to pass, comes to pass. When, when we're persecuted, when we're hated for, for, for his sake, when, when people talk bad about us, it, Jesus is saying, It's all coming, but you're not going to go through it alone. And so I I think that's an important distinction, an important understanding for us to have today. Don't mistake resistance for persecution, but also remember, no matter what comes, we have the Holy Spirit. We have a comforter. We have an advocate who stands with us, and whatever we go through, we don't go through it alone. So let me pray for you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you didn't leave us alone, that whatever we face, whether it's persecution or uh, or resistance or just people talking bad about us or just in general people not liking us, that you promised us whatever it is, we wouldn't go through it alone. You sent the Holy Spirit to be with us, just like you were with my friend a couple of weeks ago when his own family tried to stone him. You were there through your Holy Spirit. You were present with him, and he sensed and knew your presence in that moment. And I pray for my church family, Lord, that as we face resistance, as maybe the day will come when we will face real persecution, I pray, Jesus, that we would feel that same presence, that we would feel the powerful Holy Spirit with us, comforting us in midst of our persecution, the resistance that we face, whatever it is that we face on your behalf. And we thank you that you don't ask us to go through anything that you didn't already go through yourself. And so thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great day.